I'm the Failing Youth Pastor, and welcome to the Failing Youth Pastor Podcast. Welcome to episode number 16 of the Failing Youth Pastor Podcast. I am your host, Travis Berry, a.k.a. the Failing Youth Pastor, and I hope that you are having a great start to your February. Um, My February has been bitterly, bitterly cold here in the great state of Minnesota, And, um, yeah, it's been cold, uh, not too much snow, which is great, but it's just frigidly cold. Um, and so trying to stay warm is an issue with me, but I have a a great episode for you. And actually this episode is all about a listener question of the day. And, um, the listener question came via voicemail And if you would like to leave a voicemail, I'm going to plug that at the end of the episode. Um, But you can also find the number on my Twitter page, at FailingYouthPTR. If you want to leave a voicemail for me, and maybe you could be on the show, that would be awesome. Uh, So we'll get into the listener question of the day, which will actually be the entire episode. Um, And it will be revolving around... How do you engage with schools? How do you get into schools? And what does that really look like? So that's what we're going to be getting into today. But before we get into that, we have to take a moment and hear from our sponsor. And this is our really fake sponsor of the day. Our really fake sponsor of the day is Bully Pulpit Services Professional Bouncers for Churches. Bully Pulpit Services have been around for 10 years providing security for churches. They are now offering a more comprehensive service with their bouncer program. Listen, we all know the person who goes back for seconds at the church potluck before everyone has gone through the line. If that happens on Bully Pulpit's watch, They'll be bounced out of the potluck faster than you can say flubber. But now, they have an even better service for my listeners. If you subscribe to their service now, you'll get the youth ministry package for free. This includes bouncing services to all of your youth program events. If you have a kid that's trying to sneak extra soda for the ride home, Bully Pulpit is there to take care of the issue. Look, we could all use an extra set of eyes around the youth room. Now you can get it. Just go to bullypulpitservices.net backslash failing youth pastor and you'll get a free trial to this awesome service. Bully Pulpit Services are not liable for any injuries during or after a bounce. Well, a huge thank you to Bully Pulpit Services for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. We definitely could not do this podcast without our great sponsors. We've had some good ones in the past, and Bully Pulpit is certainly, certainly up there. 
on the top of the list as far as sponsors go. So let's start this episode of the podcast with a listener question of the day. What are some ways uh, that you would recommend uh, a pastor or a youth pastor to get into the local school? Uh, by that I mean like uh, ways to build a good relationship with the school, ways to, um, I don't know, uh, volunteer, things of that nature. I, you know, for my own self, I've, I've tried contacting the school and talking with the superintendent. Then again, you know, in retrospect, why is this guy calling the school? Does he just want to hang out around teenagers? That's creepy. So um, we'd just love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, I think it's something that the church should do is be a part of the school somehow, right? So, yeah, would love to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks a lot. Bye. Well, thank you, Jeff, for the question. Um, I played this question for my wife earlier, and she said, that that's an episode right there. And so that's why this episode's a little bit different, where the meaty section of the, of the episode really comes in the form of uh, a question of the day. And I think it's a good one because I haven't heard podcasts address this topic before. And I don't listen to all youth ministry podcasts or anything like that. But with Jeff asking this question, I kind of figured there, there's got to be people that struggle with this a little bit. And Jeff is coming from a senior pastor position, a lone pastor in, in a church and asking how do you engage with the schools. And I'm going to kind of address it from both that side of things and from the youth ministry side of things. So I'm going to try to give a, a an answer to the question that's a little bit more broad, but I think will apply to both areas, if that makes sense. It'll, it'll, it'll apply. It'll be uh, applicable. But the, the first thing that I want to hit on is that you have to ask a fundamental question before you even get into the schools or before you even attempt to get into the schools, you have to ask a, a driving question and a deeper question. And that question is this, what's your purpose for wanting to connect with the school? The answer to that question will kind of dictate your path moving forward in connecting with the school. Now, if you're purpose for connecting with the school is to minister to the administration, that's going to determine the type of connections that you make moving forward. If your purpose for engaging with the school is to try to convert as many kids as you can, that's probably a different path forward in connecting to the school. If you want to serve the school in any way that you can and build relationship with administration, with students, with teachers, that's going to dictate how you connect with this school. And so you have to ask that question, why do I want to connect? Why am I doing this? And that's the, the question, fundamental question that you should be asking in ministry all the time. Um, why do we do this? <clears throat> Does this thing match up with your purpose and your vision for the ministry? Um, does it align with your mission? And that's something I, I don't think we ask enough of. And honestly, I don't ask enough of. Why do we do things the way we do them is a great question to ask. Um, why can be a very deep question, even if it comes from my five-year-old. <laughs> 
Um, but it's a deep question for us to really wrestle with. What's your purpose? Why do you want to connect with the schools? And when you answer that question, that will help lay out your path in getting into the schools and, and making the proper connections that you need to make. So you lay out your purpose for wanting to connect with the, with the school. You have to find a connection point. So maybe it is the superintendent. Maybe it's a principal. Maybe it's a teacher that you know. Maybe a teacher attends your church and you build that connection with them and they're able to um, connect you with a principal or some sort of administrator. Maybe it's a connection with students that you have and you attend events and games and, and maybe eat lunch with them. You have to find the connection points that you have right now. If you don't have any connection points with the school, you have to try to seek them out and find what what do you think the best pathway is into being able to minister in this school. And maybe that's just serving. Um, maybe it's not straight up gospel proclamation <laughs> from the lunch tables, but it's it's an, how am I going to be able to fulfill my purpose for getting in with the school. So you have to make that that first connection. The third thing that you have to do is find a way to serve. One of the things that administrators especially are wary of is people, especially from religious organizations, um, Christians in our case, coming in and just wanting to hand out gospel tracts or convert everybody or... Um, quote-unquote, sabotage what they have going on. And <clears throat> that isn't obviously your purpose. I wouldn't think that that would be your purpose in wanting to connect with the, the school. But they need to know that your heart is to genuinely serve the school, to genuinely serve the administration, to serve teachers, to serve students, and find a way that you can serve. So maybe that's being an assistant coach for the baseball team or a basketball team or a golf team. Maybe you, you have a certain sport that you're really good at and you're able to give a little bit of time to one of the teams and you don't need to be paid for it. You'll just, you'll volunteer as a, an assistant coach or something like that. Um, one of the things that in our area you can do is be a lunch supervisor, a lunch para, uh, where they kind of need some extra set of eyes during lunchtime. And I know the, the people from Youth for Christ in our area go to the middle school um, two or three times a week, and they are in there during their lunch period, just kind of talking with kids, hanging out with kids, and making sure kids aren't getting into fights or stealing food and stuff like that. And they're able to serve the school in that way because it gives teachers a break to be able to do their prep and to have a lunch of their own and, and stuff like that. And so it takes a little pressure off the school for them to do that. There are ways that you can serve and the school needs to see that heart in you. They need to see that you are coming to serve, not with ulterior motives um, behind it, but simply to love them with the love of Christ in the way that you serve. And in our secular society, the best way that you can do that 
is simply being upfront with them. I want to serve your school. I want to find a way to partner with you to make this place better and to do what I can to take some pressure off of you guys to serve you and to help you out and to help the students out any way that I can. The fourth thing is that you need to foster relationships. It's not enough to simply have a connection point. You need to grow that connection. Having emails back and forth with a principal is a great starting point, but that shouldn't be where your communication with them ends. You should be attempting to foster relationships with them the best way that you can. And there's a lot of ways that you can do this, and it really depends on the administrator. It, it depends on the superintendent or the principal and their willingness to engage with you at this point. But you do what you can to foster a relationship, and that will help in gaining their trust, and that will help in showing them that, look, I, I'm just here to, I'm just here to serve, going back to our last point. Um, you have to foster those relationships, keep those relationships um, kind of up front because you want to serve them as well as the students. And when you foster that relationship, you are able to have an open line of communication where they may share with you some needs that they have that you can fill or people in your church can fill that otherwise would go unspoken. They would either try to do so in, internally or or try to pay people to do it when they probably don't have money to pay people to do it. They would try to or, or just sweep the problem under the rug. If you have that open line of communication with them, you're able to serve them better by fostering that relationship. So when you make a connection with someone that's in the school, foster that relationship. You're going to have to put some time and energy into building that relationship. And that can can be done through, um, it can be done through email, but it can be done through just stopping in to their office and seeing when they have some time to, to chat. Or it, it could be during Rotary Club or other kind of business side of things that they may be going to and, and you're part of as well. You can foster that relationship in a, a multitude of ways, but you need to find a way to keep those lines of communication open. So you make the connection and you find ways that you can serve and then you have to foster the relationship. And then the fifth thing is that you have to know your limits. In Houston, I served at a church that drew from about six different high schools. So we had students in our youth ministry from six different high schools. And connecting with those schools in any meaningful way was not an option for me, mainly because it would have taken up all of my time to um, find connections at all those schools and to maintain and foster those relationships. I would be spending way more time in email correspondence and meetings with them uh, than I would with students. And that isn't my call. That didn't align with my purpose and my vision for where I wanted the ministry to go. And so you have to know your limits within yourself and within your community. There are schools that you very well may approach and they are not going to be receptive to someone who calls himself a pastor or a youth pastor or someone with a, a 
from any religious organization coming in and participating in the life of their school. That's unfortunately just, that's just the nature of it. That's the nature of the world that we live in right now. And you have to be discerning when you are interacting with them. If they are not receptive to you serving or helping out, you need to understand that you could actually hurt your witness by continuing to push the issue, if you will. There's a level of discernment that has to be had when you're going into some of these conversations to say, okay, what's my limit? How much can I invest in fostering this relationship with the school on top of keeping up with my duties as a senior pastor or a youth pastor? What are my limits? But what are their limits too? I know schools that have a a no lunch policy, meaning um, no one from an outside group can come eat lunch with students unless you are the parent of the student. I know schools that still do that. Um, Some schools are open. Some schools aren't. It's dependent on the administration. And and trying to force the issue um, can really hamper your ability to foster that relationship. See, if they're not open to you being on campus, say, that's fine. I still want to have a relationship. You know, I still want to find ways to serve, even if it's not on campus during school hours, right? And that will allow you the opportunity to get to know the administrators. It'll offer the administration to get to know you. And you at least start building a rapport with them. You start building relationship with them. But know your limits. And that's huge. Know your limits. Do not let your responsibilities to your congregation slip because you're you're bent on making this relationship with the school work. Don't let your responsibilities slip to your students because you really want to get into that school and, and talk to other students uh, that are in this public school. In Jeff's message, he, he pointed out, well, that's kind of weird, right? That's kind of creepy. Uh, this, this, this grown man trying to connect with students, that's creepy. And to some people, yeah, it might seem that way, especially in the day and age that we, we live. But again, it's important that you show yourself to them to be someone who is trustworthy that you show yourself to them that, look, I'm not here for anything else other than to serve. And so maybe that's not even dealing with students. Maybe that's, that's, uh, you know, helping clean up after a basketball game or, or something like that. Find a way that you can serve, find a connection point, find a way to foster the relationships that you are making with people within the school and know your limits, know your limits. So Jeff, Thank you so much for the question. Thanks for utilizing the voicemail feature of the podcast. Really appreciate that. And I hope that that's somewhat helpful. Um, If you have any more tips for Jeff, feel free to comment on my Twitter. Jeff follows me on Twitter, and um, he is a great follow as well. And I'm sure he'll be able to see it, and I'll tag him in there if if you comment on it. Um, But... Um, yeah, those are, are some things that I have in making connections with schools. Making a connection with a school can be uh, an awesome aspect of ministry. It can also be an aspect of ministry that makes your hair grow gray. But it is needed. 
um, and the effort should be there to connect with the schools in your community because if the light of Jesus needs to shine anywhere, it's definitely in the schools. So, uh, Jeff, thank you again for the question. Thanks for the, the content that you've provided in this episode of the Failing Youth Pastor podcast. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. Um, if you would like to reach out to me, connect with me, you can follow me on Twitter at FailingYouthPTR, or you can hit me up on email, failingyouthpastor at gmail.com. Or you can even leave a voicemail message like Jeff did at 612-293-5831. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Failing Youth Pastor podcast. Hope to catch you on the next one. And may God continue to be gracious to you, cause his face to shine upon you, and may he walk with you always.